welcome to the Be Proud with Eric podcast, the place for all things queer empowerment. I'm your host, Eric Sullivan, he, him pronouns. I'm a proud gay person, licensed therapist, and DEI consultant. My mission is to empower members of the LGBTQ community and teach people to be better allies. I love connecting with people, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. All right, welcome to episode two in my adventures, solo traveling to Medellin, Colombia and some of the surrounding areas. I am actually already back from my trip. It is currently November 30th, so the trip has come and gone. I am back in the United States, back in Charleston, at home, and here to reflect on the amazing time that I had. It was just such an incredible trip. I had the best time ever. If I have to sum it up, like, I feel alive. I went for it. I had so many people warning me not to do this, or am I sure that I wanted to do it? I pushed past the fear. I did it, and it was incredible. So I am currently sipping on a cup of Colombian coffee. Spoiler. One of the excursions that I did was going to a coffee plantation and doing a tour and kind of seeing the full process from start to finish and getting to actually do that process. And I bought a bunch of coffee. So to my family members, you're welcome. These are going to be Christmas gifts for some of you. And today is my first time since I've been back making a cup of it because I needed a certain type of thing for my coffee maker, which came last night. So this morning I'm having it. It tastes amazing. Colombian coffee is delicious. I had sort of thought I would record these episodes while I was there on the trip, kind of in real time, but I was super busy. I was there for two weeks. It was jam-packed. I was either adventuring, exploring, working, resting, all of these things. And I just gave myself the freedom. I was like, it's totally fine. It doesn't matter. You can record it when you get back. One of the bummers of that is the lighting was incredible in my condo in Medellin. They had like converted a two bedroom apartment into just a big one bedroom and they knocked one of the walls down and they built this like at home office space, which is why I selected the condo that I stayed in there. It was super cool. It had this really sick, like sleek, black office backdrop. Every time I signed on to one of my like meetings or therapy sessions, everyone was like, Ooh, I love that background. Where are you? (laughs) Which that was fun because I had given all of my therapy clients a heads up that I would be traveling internationally and didn't know how strong the internet was going to be and chance that I may need to just reschedule during that time. But most of them didn't know where I was going. It just didn't come up or there wasn't time. I didn't care if they asked, I was happy to share that. But then once I was there and that's when they were all kind of like, okay, where are you? And when I was like, I'm in Colombia, South America, they were like, what? (laughs) Everyone loved it. Everyone was really excited for me. And so that was fun to get to share that uh, each time I had a session or a meeting. So the office space faced 
oh my gosh, it was so gorgeous. I could close my eyes and picture it. Just this wall of windows with a gorgeous view. I was on the eighth floor. Medellin is such a beautiful city. To paint a picture for anyone who's not familiar with it, so it's a it's a big metro area in Colombia. It's the second largest city, second to Bogota. It has a population of four million, but again, this is a metro area, so there's lots of different like pockets and neighborhoods and surrounding areas. And I would describe it like it's a mixture of it is a city, so it's definitely urban. There's like lots of tall buildings. The building that I stayed in was 22 floors in total. And so like, and it's also in the mountains. So it's lots of hills, lots of mountains. So like from the balcony of the place where I was staying, you could see like hills and tall buildings, mountains in the distance, gorgeous skies, and The other thing that's so cool about it is it also is very lush. It's a tropical climate. There are like trees and plants and greenery everywhere, including all throughout the city. And I learned while I was there that was actually like intentional as part of the like city design, especially when they reformed the city and wanted it to be like more welcoming and beautify it. They made intentional efforts to like, hey, we're in this tropical climate. We This is like all these like botanics will sur- survive here. So there's just like lush greenery all throughout the city. And it's so beautiful. And it's such like a neat juxtaposition to being in a city and these tall buildings. I've never seen it before. Quick Google search, Google Images, Medellin, Colombia, just to kind of give an idea for it. And I probably will post some pictures on my Instagram, my at Be Proud with Eric Instagram of this trip. So you can also check it out there to kind of paint a picture of what I'm describing with the city and other things that I experienced. To start, I did have some travel woes, just a series of like canceled flights and delayed connections and blah, 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 that all resulted in I actually got to Medellin a full day later than I was supposed to. It was a bummer. You know, it sucked. We've all been there. We've all had those just horrendous travel days where just everything goes wrong. I did have to, quote unquote, sleep in the Miami airport one night, which was a very humbling experience. Airports do not want people sleeping there, so they keep it bright at all times and freezing cold. And there's not really a good spot to go to, but you work it out, you lay down on the floor, you get a couple, I probably got like two, like one hour naps at a time. I'll take it. But I did make it there. I got there. I was supposed to get there on Friday afternoon. I ended up getting there on Saturday afternoon. Um, I secured like a airport transfer who took me to the place where I was staying, which If anyone ever goes to Medellin, I highly recommend the place that I stayed. It's called Energy Living. 
technically they bill it as a hotel. Like if you Google it, they list it as a hotel, but it's actually like individually owned condos that most people like Airbnb it or Verbo or just, you know, rent kind of on their own there. But it's super cool. It definitely caters toward tourists. I would say like about 90% of the people I encountered there were American as far as like the visitors. The staff is amazing. They're all so nice, super cool. I didn't know what to expect. I had messaged the host before I went and was like, so like, does the front desk, like, do they speak any English or should I be prepared to check in in Spanish? And he was like, they don't speak any English. And I was like, okay, cool. Noted, you know. So like I mentioned, I had been practicing my Spanish leading up to the trip. Shout out to Duolingo. I took a private lesson. I also like Google Translate for the win. So I had like some phrases saved, you know, about checking in and this and that. But I was actually pleasantly surprised. That wasn't the case. Some people like did not speak any English there, but a lot of them did. And like, they're so used to helping people check in there that like, it was fine. It wasn't a problem. Now, also when I landed, landed at the airport, you know, got in my car, was driving. It was a, it was like pushing 5 PM, which is about when it starts to get dark there. And it was just, the driver was like, you know, that's Medellin over there. That's the city. And he pointed to it. And I like, I could sort of make out some of the like tall buildings and things that I've seen in pictures, but it was just the whole city was cast in this like gray haze. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I knew I was going to a tropical climate where it rains a lot. It was technically rainy season there, which is like a large part of the year. But I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's so cloudy. I couldn't see anything. It was just shrouded in this haze. And I was like, is it going to be like this the whole time that I'm here? And I like, you know, managed to say that to the person driving me in Spanish. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, that's actually just from the rain. It's not like that. Like, this is, you know, don't, it's not how it's going to be like this every day. And sure enough, it wasn't like I woke up the next morning and it was like blue skies, you know, partly cloudy, but just absolutely beautiful. And I could see the city and I was like, okay, yes. <laughs> but going back a little bit, I had the best check-in experience. It was so wonderful and appreciated after 36 hours of traveling. How they do it is since they're all individually owned is like the, the quote unquote hotel checks you in but also the owners have to come or they have to send like one of their associates or staff or whatever to check you in and kind of do the orientation with you. So that person came, he was so nice, so pleasant, so welcoming. And he showed me how to access the room and all the like features. And he was super nice. And I could tell he was nervous just because there's like so much to do. It was a really cool building and condo. And it had like a bunch of like smart features and, you know, here's how you do this and here's how you do that. And he kept like, you know, I could tell he also was self-conscious about his English, which actually was really strong. So like I kept, you know, telling him like, dude, you're, you're fine. You're doing a great job. And like, it's definitely way better than my Spanish, you know, 
So we were like, he was helping me practice Spanish, like when I had questions and I could totally like flub it and say it wrong. And he would like correct me, but in a really like supportive way and vice versa. That's one of the things like that I encountered while I was there is a good number of the people who live there, the locals in Medellin, like it's definitely, I think it's courteous and respectful to lead with Spanish and do your best. And like, usually what I encountered is like, you know, you don't get too far into the conversation and they realize like, oh, okay. Like he kind of only knows the basics and like, you know, some of the conversation and what I experienced is like everyone was super nice about that and supportive and like willing to help me practice, especially if I said to them, like, I enjoy practicing my Spanish, like I want to try. And they also enjoyed like the chance to kind of practice their English as well. So anyway, I just had such a good check in. It felt, you know, it felt really like welcomed and I was just tripping out I was on zero sleep and I was like oh my gosh I'm actually here this is crazy so that was all great and then like by the time that was wrapped it was about 6 p.m I was exhausted and I had scheduled a kind of like a nightlife tour for that evening I actually found like a company that specializes in gay tourism and I saw on one of the reviews that some people that had visited had booked a tour with the guide in Medellin specifically to go to the gay bars in town and I was like what oh my gosh that's amazing that's such a great idea because I was planning to originally get there on Friday I was just going to chill and then Saturday I was going to go out and check out the town I had already researched sort of the gay bars a lot of them were in the neighborhood that I stayed in, which is called Poblado or El Poblado. They're all right near each other. So I was like, whatever, I'll just go out. I'll do my best. I'll figure it out. But then when I learned of this option, I can have another gay person just kind of hold my hand through it all and just guide me like down. I had scheduled that for originally eight. And then I messaged him. I was like, can we push it out a little bit? Nine o'clock, no problem. So he showed up. His name is David. Amazing guy. So nice. And I just was like, hey, here's the deal. I'm exhausted. I'm going to try to hang. But like, you know, and it kind of worked out well because he had actually taken out a group of people the night before for a nightlife tour. And he was like, yeah, we stayed out till 5 a.m. So like, I am tired as well. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. Like, I don't want to rage it. But like, I do want to go out and see the city. And you know, so he took me around to like a mix of the gay bars there, which is what I requested. But he also had said to me in advance, like, there's some other spots that are just really cool that I want to show you. They're all gay friendly. This part of town is super gay friendly. So we had a really great time. We got along really well. Very nice guy. Took me to some of the gay bars, just took me to some of the cool spots in town. We went to like, this was one of the non-gay bars. We went to this like rooftop bar restaurant on top of a hotel situation called Envy. And that was really cool. And he was sort of like, this is where everybody comes to sort of like see and be seen. It actually reminded me a lot of Los Angeles, where I used to live for six years. 
years ago in that one kind of Medellin on the whole kind of reminded me of it because it was like urban area, the hills for sure reminded me of LA where you'd be like in the city and you'd look out and it would just be like vast hills with buildings. Medellin was definitely more like not industrial, but like tons of tall buildings, whereas LA doesn't really have that except for in like the downtown, which is just a neighborhood. It's not actually like quote unquote downtown Los Angeles, like where everybody goes sort of thing. But this spot reminded me of that for sure. Just like swanky and cool and lit up and like everyone's like dressed up and bottle service it was fun. We just kind of like popped up to see it. We didn't even stay. He was just like, I just want to show you the view. And like, if you want to sit and get a drink, we can. But it was kind of more turned up than we were. So we were like, let's just move on. But Medellin has sort of a reputation of having the most beautiful people in Colombia. Endorsed. Endorsed. Everyone was just like gorgeous and like one of the things that I read before I went is like people sort of like, you know, take pride in like being put together and being shaved and groomed and all these things. The women were gorgeous. The guys were so hot. I like already just have an affinity for Latino men. I think they're very attractive. So to be in Colombia, it was like everywhere I looked, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone here is so hot. And then especially to be in the part of the country that's sort of like renowned for having the most beautiful people. I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun for me. So then we bopped around the sort of like district where the gay bars are. It's called Parque Yeres. And that's sort of like the heart of the downtown area of Poblado. It's just like bar, 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 restaurant, restaurant, club, club, club. And this was Saturday night. It was like drizzling rainy. And so David, the guide, was like, this is actually like not very busy. I thought it was busy. There was like people everywhere. The streets were really packed. Lots of energy. Everyone having a good time. Like street performers. That kind of vibe. And I did not feel even like an ounce of not feeling safe that night, even though it's like a bustling city and there was so much energy and so much going on and it's Saturday night. So like there's people that are like partying and wasted. Definitely part of that was because I was with a guide. You know what I mean? I was like, he's a local. He knows the drill. He knows where to go. He knows whatever. But also, even if he wasn't there, I think I would have been like a little overwhelmed just about like how much energy there was and figuring out how to get to places, especially cause like direction is not my strong point in the States. Like I just GPS everything, but like, you know, the recommendation when you're out on a busy night is like, try not to have your phone out too much and you know, you don't want it to get taken and things like that. So I felt perfectly safe and it was super fun just having him guide me around then we went to their, this really cool gay bar. I loved it. I saw this one like when I did my research called Donde Aquejos. And it was like in this almost like outdoor courtyard kind of thing where there was like a bunch of different restaurants all in the same general area. And it was right on the street. 
not right right on the street but right off of the street so it almost felt like a big block party and it was really fun and definitely like a great vibe for us where it was like it people weren't like getting crunk like people were you could dance if you wanted to but people weren't like grinding it was more like just dance with your friends and it's like sort of the hangout have a drink with your friends like not the like cruise spot and hookup spot so i loved it there it was a really fun that was our second spot that we went to i think we breezed by the rooftop before that and then from there we went to i was like dying to go everything i read about like gay nightlife in medellin everyone was like bar chiquita is like the spot it's so much fun you have to go there go there every night so i was like definitely want to go to chiquita so we went there so much fun sort of like that type of gay bar was actually pretty big not like massive but different areas to it there was the kind of indoor dance floor area and not that big and not like strobe lights and stuff like that but also like a small stage for performances and we got there right as these dancers were about to start performing and so david the guy was like oh come on come on come on and we got a really good spot they were incredible like voguing and just killing it and that, like so much fun it definitely like kind of perked up both of our energy and then after that they had like an outdoor terrace that i loved it that was my probably highlight of it is just this big outdoor deck on the second level where you could just like chill and hang with your friends but you could also tell there was like a lot of guys there that like wanted to be seen and like knew they were hot and i didn't mind it i thought that was fun the the guy david was sort of like to be honest like this isn't my favorite spot because i could tell like you know everyone here thinks they're like cool and hot and that's just sort of not my thing and i i respect that but i thought it was fun and there was lots of eye candy and by this point it was about like 1 a.m and we had originally i had requested and he had given me in the itinerary that we were going to end the night going to the the club next door called oroculo and I'd, like, I just was like, I can't do it. I just like looked up at him and I was like, yeah, I don't have it in me to go to the club. And he was like, oh, girl, I know. Like, dude, I knew. Don't don't worry. Like, I don't really want to go either. Like, I was like, I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed. So he was super nice. He like Ubered me home, which, by the way, for anyone that ever goes there, Uber is totally prevalent there it's what i used for my transportation majority of the time i was unclear how it was going to work because when you google it like can i use uber in medellin you get a mixed review because technically it's illegal there i guess what happened is like years ago uber made its way to medellin and then like the taxi cab drivers were like not here for it and it was taking away from their business and they sort of like protested and blah 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 and the city ended up banning uber and making it illegal i think like around i don't know just before the pandemic i think but it's still there it's still prevalent you still do it through the app you just have to be a bit more low-key about it so like you don't do the thing in the US where they like roll down the window and they're like, Eric, and you're like, yeah, Sally, you don't do that because you have to be a bit stealth about it because they technically can get a ticket. 
And also you don't ride in the back, you ride in the front because you want it to look like it's just a friend of yours who's giving you a ride, but it's totally not a big deal at all. And basically just like, you know, it's this, you see who the driver is on the app, you see the license plate, they pull up, you just kind of like casually get into the front seat. And that's when they're like, are you Eric? And you're like, yes. And you know, what's your name? And you match it to the app and it's no big deal at all. And really handy to have especially like not knowing the city well and not knowing direction just to be able to like plug in the address and then they, you know, take you right to it. Great. So anyway, he was very kind. He Ubered me back. I, I went to bed. I like closed all the curtains in the condo and I slept until one thirty the next day in the afternoon, needed it, like woke up, was still kind of out of it. I was really jazzed that the place where I was staying. So again, sort of like a Airbnb hotel hybrid. It had like a lobby area with like, you know, a concierge slash security who would check people in. It also had a coffee shop, a bar and a restaurant all on the ground level. So I was like, okay, I'm tired and I'm out of it. But like, I can do this. I can totally do this. I can go down there and I can definitely like pull off ordering my coffee and whatever else I want in Spanish. Like, you got this. So and one of the things that I had read before I went about like, you know, how do people dress in Medellin? The sort of like dress there, I would say, well, for guys in particular is like, pants are definitely the norm. The locals didn't wear shorts. So and like, one of the things that just like tickles me is all the guys there gay, straight, anyone wear like very like fitted designer type jeans, just different, you know, and it kind of throws you off because you're like, but I, I don't know, you know, who are you for? But it's cool. And it's a look. And so like jeans and like t-shirt and sneakers, I saw a lot. If you're going out, just wear like a button down shirt with like a nice pair of jeans and boots and sneakers. But everything I read was like, don't wear shorts, don't wear flip-flops. Everyone will know that you're a tourist and an American and just like, you know, one, it's kind of, you know, you don't want to try to stand out too much, but also like, you just don't want to, you know, it's kind of like embrace the culture, do, you know, do what they do. But mind you, I'm in the like hotel. I didn't care. I'm like, whatever. I'm going down to the lobby in my like, Pajama, t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops, glasses, messy hair. And so I, like, get off the elevator, and I'm, like, thinking in my head how to say, like, you know, buenos dias, and, like, uh, you know, latte frio, por favor, you know. And I walk, I start walking up to the counter, and the girl, like, looks at me, smiles, and says, good afternoon. And I was, like, buenos dias and she was like no buenos tardes and i was like no for me buenos dias like just woke up um but it was just so funny and like you know she spoke fluent english and was like what would you like and blah 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 when did you get here how are you doing so that was kind of fun and i made buds with her but i also was like she also kind of helped me too like she would kind of we would do it in english and then i would be like and if i was to do it in spanish how do i you know so that was super fun Got my coffee, woke up. Really that day, I just wanted to chill and relax and kind of enjoy the amenities. The building was amazing. It had like a rooftop 
infinity pool, jacuzzi, steam room, gym. It was heaven. I loved it. That was my spot. I was there every single day, either after work or after going on an excursion. I would go back up, get in the hot tub. That was like amazing. Loved it. And the other thing I did that Sunday, I was like, okay, I really want to go to the grocery store and I want to like full stock because I had a full kitchen. I had like a full apartment and I was going to be working that week and I don't cook. So I wasn't like, oh, yes, it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to like cook up a storm in this kitchen. No, but I wanted to have like coffee and drinks and snacks and just stuff for easy lunches during the work week. It was amazing that there was a grocery store right down the street, walkable, and I was like, okay, you are doing this all in Spanish. And I did, and it was so much fun. And, you know, now I did have to pull out Google Translate a few times, you know, to be like, how do you say Q-tips, for example? I was like, ah, oh, that's beyond me. But like the people that worked there were really nice. And, some, you know, they were like getting like a in, in on the joke with me kick out of they could tell that I was like trying so hard and so excited if I was like, communicating it and they knew what I meant and then I went and found the item I was like yes <laughs> but it was just you know it was fun and it's just something that made me feel like okay I'm actually here and I'm going to be here for a few weeks like I'm not just here for a day or so and it was funny I met some I met a, a lot of Americans in the hotel that I was staying at. And so there was two guys that were in the elevator with me when I came back from the store. And, you know, they were speaking English to each other. So I was just like, hey, where are you guys from? We got to chatting a little bit. They were like, yeah, we just got here last night, too. We're going to be here for like two weeks, too. And they looked down. I had like two giant grocery bags. And they were like, whoa, like you already went to the store, like you're crushing it. And all they had in their hand was a six pack of beer that they bought in the hotel lobby. And they were like, this is the only thing we've bought so far. I was like, guys, come on, like step it up. No, but I was just teasing. So that was sort of like my first weekend. I took it easy. I settled in. My favorite thing in the world to do when I get to a destination is to unpack. And so I actually did that Saturday, even though I was like exhausted. I unpacked all my full suitcase. I just really wanted to settle in. Sunday, I unpacked all the groceries, settled in in that way. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm here. I had the next day off. And so I decided to book a an excursion, an all-day tour to a nearby city called Guatape, which is about two hours outside Medellin. And it's like, you know, if you look up like what to do in, on a visit to Medellin, it's sort of the number one thing. It's like everyone's like, don't go there without doing this excursion. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's an essential. So I had the day off. I was like, why not? So that's what I did on Monday. I'm going to come back to that on the next episode. So we've kind of covered like getting there and just settling in and some of the things I experienced right away. And just to reiterate, like Americans have it wrong. Colombia is totally safe. It's an amazing country. It's beautiful. The people are lovely. They're very proud of their country and their cities. And they're very like welcoming to people who are visiting now, also, I have to acknowledge that, like, yes, I felt completely safe the entire time. I also hold a lot of privilege that contributed to that safety. Being white, being a man, 
being cisgender, being American, even in a country where a lot of people like think that Americans are targeted, which I guess to a degree that is a potential, like it's sort of like, even if you could get targeted for being an American in that country, you still hold a lot of privilege for being American in that country. It doesn't cancel that out. The exchange rate, the dollar goes so far there. Everything was like extremely inexpensive. And the other thing to note too is the area that I stayed in, the neighborhood, it's called Poblado. It's like the nicest part of Medellin. It's known to be like where all the tourists go and the expats live and the Americans go to visit. So there's also an element up there too, where I'm like, it's totally safe. You know, like any city in the world, yes, there are rougher areas. Yes, there are parts you don't go to, you know, especially if you're like by yourself and don't know the city and et cetera. But on the whole, extremely safe. I met a lot of solo travelers there. Everyone had the same sentiment. Even like on some of the tours that you would go on, the guide would be like, One tour in particular was sort of about the reformation of the city and one of the neighborhoods in particular. And he was like, I bet that when all of you told your family and friends that you were going to Columbia, that they weren't like, oh my gosh, have so much fun. I bet they were like, don't do that. It's not safe. Are you sure? And we were all like, yeah, you know? And so it's like, The locals there know that that's the reputation and it's so unfair and it's so not accurate, you know, so it just kind of sucks that that that's the misperception of how the area is. So it's not like that. Spread the word. Columbia is amazing. It's perfectly safe to go to for travel. In fact, don't miss it for travel. It's amazing. So much cool stuff to do and see. So I will keep expanding upon that. Let's leave it here for now. When we come back, I'm going to talk about my full day excursion to the city called Guatape. I'll also talk about my first week there and working remotely and digital nomading. And then I'll talk about the rest of my adventure. So thank you for tuning in. Until next time, stay proud. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. For show notes, links, and free resources, head over to BeProudWithEric.com slash podcast. If you're feeling inspired by today's app, help your boy out by sharing the info with your boss, subscribing to the show, and leaving a review. And remember, always be proud of who you are. <laughs>